This program is brought to you by Milo. Mula noon, hanggang ngayon, tuloy ang pagiging champion. Hello, teammates, and welcome to The Gold Diggers, a program where we discuss stories of leadership and motivation with sports serving as a metaphor dedicated to daily grinders, corporate athletes, and go-getters. This is Namon Haldon digging in with my co-hosts, Reddy San Agustin, Robbie Devera, and Doc Rabina D, and we are your resident Gold Diggers. So in the previous episode, we had a conversation with a former Blue Eagle and a former football national athlete. Kirk and Tata Long, who shared with us three tips that have helped them in their parenting journey so far. And their first tip is teach children to start what they finish and ground the teaching in values like hard work and putting in the effort while being mindful of their age and individuality and personality. Second, get your kids involved. Set goals together. Take the time and create the safe space needed to communicate clearly what's expected of them and encourage or reinforce behaviors using what's called positive discipline, like utilizing scorecards and being mindful of the words you use. And third, get your family into sports because it's a great medium to learn different values like working as a team and appreciating the process and having the discipline to do what needs to be done all of which can be used beyond the sport. So not only parents, but anyone working with kids can learn from the practical advice the Longs have shared on how to raise a champion. And today, we're digging into the parenting journey of another interesting pair whose lives intersected pretty thanks to their common interest in sports. But before we delve into that, let's hear from the rest of our fellow gold diggers, Doc Shobes, Relly, and Robbie, what else can our teammates expect from this episode? Hi, good evening, everyone. Thank you for being with us again for another exciting episode of Racing a Champion series. We are on our third episode, and they just keep getting more and more inspiring. Stay tuned, sit back, and relax. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Doc Shobes and Sim. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Raising a Champion brought to you by us, the Gold Diggers. Um, tonight, we have with us another special couple, and I'm proud to call, be called, to call them my friends as well. One having played for the Ateneo Blue Eagles in the UAP, and in the PBA, played for the Barangay Hinebra Gin Kings. While the missus is known to dip her hands into sports casting, sports media, and is a great event host as well. I will say no more, but please do stick around with us as we listen to this husband and wife tandem share their story of family life based on love and pure faith. Robbie, who do we have tonight? Thanks, Rels. Hey, teammates. We're happy to have you on the program. With special thanks, of course, to Milo, and most especially to our next guests. They're fellow gold diggers and both household names in sports. So this evening, we're very privileged to have our good friends, Vince Hezon and Patricia Bermudez Hezon, on our program. So please stay tuned as we dig into their parenting journey. Let's welcome them on board, Sim. Thanks, guys. So today we have the privilege to dig into the experience of a royal couple in Philippine sports. As individuals, they're known as top performers in their respective careers. And in this episode, we'll find out more about how they are as teammates in their parenting journey. 
Patricia is a sportscaster and television host. She was the first ever female basketball television and radio anchor in the country, having anchored in the Philippine Basketball League and the Philippine Basketball Association. Other than covering local sporting events, she has also provided commentary in international sporting events such as the Southeast Asian Games, the Asian Games, and even the Olympics. She is a motivational speaker and is on the list of high-profile presenters for the London Speaker Bureau, the world's number one speaker and advisory network. She has worked with some of the biggest companies in the country and in the region, making decisions in the top level. And she is now the Chief Enabling Officer of the PLUS Network, a new online video content platform that showcases inspiring, relevant, and intentional programs that aims to transform people's lives. Vince, the other half of this royal duo, known as the Prince, is one of the most popular basketball players in Philippine sports history. As a PBA legend, he played most of his professional career for the for the Hinebra franchise and has won four titles during his time in the league. He was part of the national team and contributed to bringing home a SEA Games gold medal. And later, he joined the Pennsylvania Valley Dogs in the United States Basketball League until his retirement from basketball in 2006. He now keeps himself occupied with their family business. So beyond the newsroom and the court, both make time to be involved and to give back to their chosen communities, all while raising three wonderful children. So it's an honor to have you with us today. Let's all welcome Patricia and Vince Hezon. Hello, and uh, it's really great to be here. Thank you for inviting us here, our, our gold digging friends. Uh, it's nice to be a gold digger myself. Uh, hello, Robbie. Hey, Sam. Hey, Relly, and uh, Dr. D. Thank you for having us on board. It's, it's really our pleasure. Yeah, it is our pleasure because what you guys do here at Raising a Champion is really raising the bar also and allowing families and others to really be exposed to what other champions are doing. And whether they want to raise champions on the field of play or in competition or champions in life, it's really good to have such a discussion because this is really a place where we all learn and grow. We're really grateful to have you guys with us today. And of course, we're looking forward to what you have to share with us. So, I mean, just to get the ball rolling, Vince and Patricia, I mean, tell us what have you guys been up to lately? Well, I, like you mentioned, thank you so much for that introduction earlier. I love that you mentioned that I'm a chief enabling officer for Plus Network. And that's really what I feel is my calling and what I've been doing in the past. You know, I've, I've gone into different corporations, the last one being TV5 as the head of sports. Uh, but prior to me being a corporate person, I really was a broadcast journalist, a sports journalist, a sportscaster, as what Relly mentioned earlier. So that's really who I am. And I am enabled. So I am able to enable other people as well. So I love being a CEO of Plus Network because we really feel that this is one way to change people's lives. Uh, I'm also a homeschooling mom. Uh, that's something that I wanted to share more of later and a new mom, now a mom of three. So I'm still nursing our baby girl, Patrice. And for me, uh, I'm the assistant to the enabler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, in, seriously. Uh, just been doing a lot of different things, actually. I've been very active with the, the, they call them the PBA legends. We've been traveling basically around the world to uh, 
you know, touch base with our Kababayans, wherever they might be in Europe or in the U.S. or anywhere. And we bring the Philippines home to them since a lot of them can't be here. So that's a lot of fun. And at the same time, it's, it's really gratifying. We also have a few different businesses we've been doing, uh, involving steaks and telehealth and, uh, you know, just doing a lot of different things um, with basketball as well. I've been doing some clinics as well. Uh, my free time, I play a little golf. I ride my bike a little bit. And, uh, you know, I just try to have fun with my wonderful and beautiful kids. <laughs> and wife, of course. <laughs> Is it really just a little golf? Little. Not yeah. enough. Never enough. People will never understand who don't. <laughs> yeah. No, a little. A little too much. <laughs> It's There's just something about golf, though. It's, it's, it's really addictive. It is. Uh, Patricia, I mean, it's really interesting that you're a CEO and, you know, and a chief enabling officer. It's, it's the first time I've ever encountered that term. Uh, and, and it's very exciting that, that you get to have that, that position. Uh, so, I mean, nowadays, I mean, given the pandemic, what else, what else uh, is happening in your lives? I mean, how are you adjusting to things? Um, you know, as an enabler um, and as the head of a company, particularly this uh, company that I'm leading right now, it's really important to be able to empower the people that work with you, that work for you. And, um, you know, that's really the only way that you can get anything moving, especially at this, this stage where all of us are working from home. All of us are still adjusting, even though they say this is a new normal more than a year into this lockdown and pandemic. You know, it's, it's important that as you enable people, you're also able to really touch base with how they feel. And really a lot, since we're talking about raising a champion, a lot of what I do in the household, the care, the love, taking the time to really talk to them, I also apply that in my work so I also enable my kids the same way I try to enable also the people that I work with but apart from that I'm really busy also trying to keep myself fit because it is physically taxing to do work from home raise kids and chase after Vince especially if he has to golf because I try to golf with him too oh she does a lot of good side-by-side uh, -side time with me yes thank you biking as well so speaking of kids, what is it like now for them that, you know, they're not being able to see their friends, how, you know, no peers uh, interaction? Well, I'll, I'll just say this. I mean, you know, they're homeschooled, which was actually a blessing. You know, this whole thing that um, happened with this whole pandemic, uh, you know, it's, it's affecting everybody. But I think for us, maybe a little less because even before the pandemic, we were already starting to homeschool one of our kids, yeah. our oldest. And so when the pandemic happened, we said, why don't we just do them both anyways? They have to be home. We have to be home. So we can split our time a bit. Um, it's not been totally easy as an adjustment for them um, and us. But, you know, I think, I think the benefits definitely outweigh the, the, the drawbacks. Right. So how's that? Though? Do they like, you know, long to see their friends? Do they like, how do they interact? Like mostly on screen time, right? Or in your village, do they get to see friends? Yeah. And interact with them? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have a close group of friends who are also in the same um, season in their lives when it comes to having children and raising about the same uh, groups, age groups of children. So they do have plenty of people that they get to interact with. Other homeschoolers too, you know, we're just really blessed because a lot of our really close friends who are also homeschooling live in our village. So that's really a great setup for my boys because these are the people who truly, truly influence them and they have a lot of common ground with. Um, of course, we still set limitations, especially now when we need to set uh, limitations on interacting physically with people. And that's been quite difficult, especially for Paul, who's really a social person, our 14 year old, yeah. he's actually right now having a hard time with the basketball in the village still being closed every day. He asks us, is it open already? Is it open already? Can we yeah. go already? <laughs> Tough. When you, when you really can't play games, I mean, it's just difficult. It's like for me, like a golfer, just going to the driving range every day, you just want to get to the course. You know what I mean? Same thing for a basketball. I mean, you could shoot around all day long, but when it's not playing against people, no competition, it's different. Right. So, but seems to me like your uh, kids are adjusting pretty well. So that's really good. I think so. I think so. I mean, of course, we all wish it could be a little different. They could go a little farther and see more people face to face and all of these things. But you know, it is what it is. This year and last year, it's really about just safety and uh, trying to stay healthy and strong as much as possible. So, you know, we, we're good soldiers. We, we listen to the, the guidelines that are given by the, the government and all of the different uh, managing bodies. Um, and at the same time, we just try to, you know, be as supportive as we can. Yeah. You know, in, in another sense, it's been amazing. I mean, if you think about it, you know, when, when she gave birth last year uh you know a usual you know uh baby uh maternity leave is what how many weeks six weeks eight weeks well she basically had the entire year so i mean talk about uh, quality time that we had with our, our newborn that's great guys so speaking of um you know better days and basketball allow us to bring the audience up to speed on your your respective sports journeys so can you tell us how you both began your sports journeys um, well, I was born um, a long time ago. No, just kidding. Uh, you know, when I basically came home from the hospital, uh, it was like ingrained in me. Um, I'm the youngest of six kids. I have three older brothers and two sisters. And my older brothers all played, you know, basketball, football, all kinds of, you know, American football. Sorry, the, not the one with your foot. Um, and all kinds of other different things. They were very active. And um, I remember, I don't remember, but I remember them telling me the story that my brothers would even take the, the basketball and like wash it in the sink and, and dry it on the, on the, the stove and, and, and stick it in my crib and let me sleep with it when I was a baby. So I've really been sort of brainwashed into basketball ever since. Went to my first um, basketball game when I was just a, you know, I think six weeks old, because my brother was already in high school. So, um, you know, it was really, uh, you know, it's what I knew. It's, it's everything I saw from, from day one. And uh, really got into, I guess you could say, competitive basketball more in end of grade school, starting high school. I went to a very prestigious high school for basketball. It's produced so many NBA talents. And I ended up 
actually being a fourth stringer on, on my varsity team. So big wake up call for me. I almost quit, you know, basketball altogether, but you know, long story short, I had a scholarship to go to the Ateneo and eventually I took it and uh, you know, God just had a path for me and he aligned everything and somehow it all happened. Well, I'm not an athlete, but because I'm exposed to all these things, um, as a sportscaster, as someone who is in the industry, I too think that, you know, I live a healthy and active life because I'm inspired by all of these people. Actually, all the things that I've been exposed to as a sportscaster, the interviews with Kobe, the interviews with all of these, you know, big time players have really helped me also with my journey, not just in my career, but in life. But um, I really started sportscasting uh because of an opportunity given to me back then in PTV, I was in the news department and they thought that maybe she can do sports because I had interest in sports prior to that. They tried me out and next thing you know, my first ever sports uh, gig or stint was the Sydney Olympics back in 2000. So what year is it now? That's how long I've been in the sports casting industry and roll it back a few years before that. That's how long I've been in uh, the broadcast industry. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I'm truly blessed because of the things that I've seen and experienced that I, I really value. Those are my treasures apart from my children and my family. It's quite an accomplishment, guys, especially for, for you, Vince the Prince, man. Thank God we, we got you in Ateneo and... You know, I remember you having to sit with us there uh, on the bench every day. And uh, yeah, and then having to watch that game where we actually be beat the rival school. Um, was I think that was with Conetta Astronaut, if I'm not mistaken. But, but yeah, and of course, with Patricia, I think having gone way back, um, especially during my Nike days, uh, when we were a host in one of her events. And uh, yeah, it's great to see how your career has skyrocketed um, into what you've become today. But you know, let me let me turn it around a bit. Um, uh, I would like to ask each of you: um, Was there any um, any impactful memory, or a memory, or an experience that has affected you emotionally, physically, and psychologically, and uh, in your respective sports journey? And 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 what were the challenges you faced, and how did you actually? What are the lessons that you learned on it about it? Uh, I'll go first. You know, for me, it it really goes back to the championship in 1997 with Ginebra for me, um, because, you know, I, I've actually won four championships in the PBA, so many other accolades, but no one remembers anything except the 1997 Ginebra championship. And I, honestly, um, I feel the ripples of that championship up to now. I mean, we still get, like I said, invited all over. We've been in every major city, wherever there's Pinoy's, which is everywhere, by the way, uh, we get invited. So it's, it's because of that, because of what that whole experience meant to not just, you know, me, but definitely them. I mean, it was a, a fight against the odds. It was something that hadn't really been done. And it turned out to be Coach Jaworski's uh, last championship as well. So we're known as the, the group that was, uh, you know, with uh, Coach uh, Jaworski and his uh, never say die spirit, which he started, he is NSD personified. And, you know, again, up to now, people are still saying, you know, that was, uh, you know, one of their life moments. Like a lot of people will come up to me now. Oh, I remember, you know, what I was wearing, 
where I was, who I was with. It was, it was really like one of those parang 9-11 moments. Uh, you know exactly where you were. It was a big deal. And uh, a lot of these people really, um, you know, uh, make it a point to come up and tell me and they share with me. And I'm just so grateful to be a part of that experience. Um, for me, I've, I've carried me a lot of wonderful memories in my sports casting stint. You know, I, I love just looking back at players' reactions, even, even the tiniest types of effort actually impact me. And I get really emotional remembering some of these. Like I remember uh, when Mikey Kowanko won actually in the Asian Games when I was covering it. Um, she won in the Asian Games, the gold medal. And that's when we were wrapping up our coverage and we were already at, the, uh, at our uh, center um, and we were closing the games and it was announced. And I remember crying. And also this feeling that I carry with me that I want to be there and hear the Philippine national anthem to be played in the Olympic games. It's something that I truly, truly desire. I really, really want to be there. And things like that actually has an impact in my life that I really get so involved in sports because of the frustrations that I felt. And because I remember the good, the, that wonderful, overwhelming feeling that you have when you hear the national anthem played. So those are some great memories that I've had, but also I've seen a lot of amazing victories um, and I've seen records broken, uh, but through sports, um, I also saw my son play in a basketball game come from behind and this crazy fourth quarter, right? There's six graders come back from behind and win a championship when they were down by how many in that fourth quarter. And, you know, things like that in sports really just ah, make life so wonderful. I love it. A lot of athletes and coaches who can definitely relate to your experience and anyone who's really, you know, big sports fans can, can really um, picture out that experience. And, you know, you guys have both uh, had colorful careers and have each made your mark in your in your respective careers. And but now, I mean, you you guys have have three kids. Um, you have two sons, uh, Vicenta, who is sixteen, uh, Polly, who's fourteen, and and your rainbow baby girl, who Patrice, who's who's fifteen, sixteen months. You know, how's the experience so far raising each of them? Well, they're totally different. In fact, sometimes I, I just wonder. <laughs> are these all our kids? Cause they're so different. I mean, one wants something super right. The other one's super left. You know what I mean? Um, our, our oldest son Vicente uh, is not super interested in doing competitive sports. Although he's, he's pretty active. He loves to ride his bike. He loves to walk around, walk his dog, but he's not the kind that's going to go out and uh, you know, go join a team for any kind of, you know, sport. That, that's just not his thing. He likes to swim. He's very active, like I said, um, but he's just not in the sort of competitive side of things. Paul, on the other hand, is, is quite the opposite. He Everything for him is, is a uh, competition. It's, it's like who finished their food faster, uh, <laughs> who uh, can run faster, who can, you know, jump higher. All of these things for him is, is all uh, normal, and that's how he really goes about his everyday so there is, I guess you could say, this sort of fire and ice sort of relationship with that, which we have to tame a lot of. But um, 
anyways, they're, they're different, but in their own little ways, we, we just tell them, whatever you want to do, we're not going to hold you back. We just want you to do it with all your heart. Yeah, we were the type of parents who celebrate their differences because yeah. it really brings out the best in each other also because they're so different and allows them to expose each other in two different worlds. But having Patrice, like you said, yeah. Simone, our rainbow baby, um, she really is the game changer. Um, she's really brought our family closer. The two boys work together um, and, you know, Yes, they're they're competitive and sometimes they're in their own worlds. But when it comes to taking care of Patrice and enjoying her, you know, we really see that the two boys really step up, take charge, when, especially when they're assigned to do it. Um, and we all work together as a family, not just to raise Patrice, but really to make this home a better environment for everybody. Um, so that's really how... It's been, this is a critical stage, as you said, in their journey right now, we have two teenagers and then we have a, a toddler, a baby, practically. So this is actually uh, the time for us to be able to really determine um, their, and help them determine what their trajectory would be in life. This is a crucial stage for, for any parent. I mean, you guys have like, a, you, you guys have worked top performers in your own careers and, you know, it's very interesting to see. I mean, I just want to. We're we're very curious to know. I mean, how how the how things are at home. I mean, how what are your aspirations for your kids? Uh, given given that you guys have each, uh, your you each of you have been doing really well in your respective careers, and particularly for for Vince, for example, who's known as PB, a PBA legend, and for for uh, for Patricia, who's who is doing so well also with her advocacies and, and now also is a top executive. I mean, is there, is there some sort of pressure in, in terms of, of, of the direction where your kids are going? Um, I'll say maybe some people might try to put pressure on them, but it's not us. Uh, the way I look at it is very simple. Um, you know, I, again, I was born in the U.S., six kid out of six, and... All of us are totally different. All of us have our respective fields. Um, you know, my dad, again, I'm not trying to say anything except that my dad was an engineer. My mom's a nurse. My oldest sister is a school principal. My oldest brother's a doctor. I have another brother who's an uh, uh, attorney. And then there's one into real estate. Then there's me, the, the basketball guy. We're all totally different, right? But what my dad was always really, you know, sort of grinding into us is whatever you're going to do, um, do it with with all your heart and um, whatever you can do to, to, uh, to honor God, uh, do it again. I mean, just do it as best you can. So that way people will really discover um, what they really were meant to be. Uh, right now, for example, Paul um, envisions himself as a basketball player. And we just tell him, if you want to be a basketball player, you better work. You better do your, your duty. To, to make yourself better. It's not going to come to you. In fact, I hope it doesn't just come to you. I want you to have to really earn it. And the same thing goes for Vicente, who is like really super um, muggling and fascinated with drumming right now. He loves playing his drums. Music. He loves acting. He loves music. He loves all of the, the arts. I don't know much about it. I'll be honest with you straight up. But I'm just like, if you want to do it, I'll support you. Go for it. You know, that's, that's the kind of um, parenting that, I was brought up with it and I really want to instill that in our kids too. Whatever you're going to do, do it. Go for it 
I like what Vince is, is showing here about our parenting. You know, we're really intentional in rearing our children towards a direction that they're leading themselves to. Yes, of course, we have to be there and guide them and everything, but we really can't force feed them with no. the passions that we have. We can't really force feed them with the things that, you know, they might not be interested in. It wouldn't be fair to them because obviously he was allowed to follow his own path and I was allowed to follow my own path. I left Canada, my entire family's there and I'm here on my own and now, you know, started my own family here. But really living with intentionality with our kids and developing character along the way as they try to discover themselves uh, is really important. And I think because of this intentionality that we have with the two kids, no matter how different we are, they are, and we are from them, we end up developing, you know, a lot of intimate, well, or we end up developing an intimate relationship with them. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about developing character, but you can't really develop character if you're not going to uh, be able to model to them also what it takes to be the best at your craft. Like Vince has to model what it is to be a basketball player, whether it's showing old tapes. Yes, we still have VHS tapes. Whether it's showing old tapes or working out, like even me, they see me working out at our mini gym like an hour and drenched in sweat. And they see Vince really focused on whatever sport he's into, even if it's golf or if he's biking like all the way to MOA and getting some crazy, crazy miles. Um, you know, it's important for us to be able to model what it takes to work hard for our kids. And of course, um, apart from that, our aspirations for our kids is to, again, be able to reciprocate all that we give them and have that relationship with us. So it's really our aspirations for them to be the best that they can be, but at the same time, for them to develop that trusting relationship with us. There's so much to take away from that. Uh, the kind of support that you give to your children and adjusting based on on their age difference and their and respecting their interests, um, not particularly pushing them to a, a biased direction. Where and but you know again, like I said, respecting uh, what direction they wanna go. And other than just you know telling them what to do, uh, you actually model how you'd want them to behave as well. I mean, that's very. I think that's very important as adults. Uh, to 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 be models, uh, and of course, it's it's in human nature that we mirror what we see around us. So I mean, from there, I mean, I'm very curious to hear what what Doc Stoves has taken from what you've shared so far. Right, Sim. So hearing how Vince and Patricia parent their um, children shows that good match between the demands and expectations of the environment and their children's temperament and abilities. Hence, there is a good fit. Goodness of fit, as used in psychology and parenting, describes the compatibility of a person's temperament with the features of their particular social environment. And this environment pertains to family, lifestyle, workplace, and have different uh, characteristics and demands. And research would show that goodness of fit between your child's temperament and parenting style is actually important for a healthier social and emotional development. Differences in child temperament requires differences in parental handling to achieve a good fit. A good fit means parents will actually match their demands or expectations with what their child's able to do, given the child's abilities, exactly what, you know, Vince and Patricia are doing. For example, remember they mentioned that the other child was not really in the, into the competitive side of things. 
or didn't find any keenness in it, right? So they didn't actually force it. They did not pressure as um, they actually um, recognized the individuality of their uh, each of their children. So, you know, creating a good fit means parents meet the needs of the child while also meeting the needs of everyone else in the family, including the parents themselves. So, you know, how do we really create a good fit? So definitely just by knowing what your child likes, what your child is able to do. So this is actually what the Hizans are, are proving. So um, this means no, just, um, not just uh, instead of reacting to your um, child's behavior, you can plan where your child might have specific needs or difficulties and use your parenting strategies. That, way, that will make it easier for your child to behave. So for example, uh, if, they, if you find your child like, more on the active side, like uh, one of them, then they will engage them into more physical activities. On the other hand, the other one was more keen into music. Then, uh, kahit nga, di ba, they said that they didn't have any idea in it. Then they let their other son be. So that's really um, showing uh, having a good fit between their parenting and their child's temperament. That's great. Thanks for the recap, Doc. So um, lots of notes from my end so far. Key things that I noted are um, how you mentioned the intentionality in the approach, right? So the importance of guiding them versus forcing them to do certain things and then developing intimate relationships with them. Um, you mentioned modeling behavior, supporting them, and adjusting the approach depending on the kid. As mentioned by Doc Shobes, it's um, developing good fit. Now, let's take it to another aspect of your parenting, which is how your family is uh, deeply rooted and outspoken with regard to faith. So how did this come about? Where did, when did this begin? And what is the role and benefits of faith in your family? Uh, well, that's a great question. Well, to be frank, we weren't always what you would call, I guess, religious or, or deep into our faith. Um, although I'll say before, yeah, we would, you know, attend uh, mass and those types of things. But uh, I think we took a big pivot, uh, I think around 2009, um, basically when we became born again and uh, we joined a, a church called CCF and um, so many big changes came for us. Um, it it uh, involved a lot of um, soul searching uh, about where we were in our, in our walk, um, really developing a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ and really having him not just be you know, uh, our savior, but really our Lord. And he really took control of our lives and really changed it for the better. And because of that, um, so much, so much peace came to our household, uh, as compared to some of the friction that maybe we had before. And, uh, it really affected our kids in a very wonderful way as well. Um, and we're very happy and proud to say that they're very, um, rooted as well um, yeah. again we're still trying to uh, guide them and mentor them in very intentionally on how to do that mm -hmm. but uh you know they're well on the road and uh we just hope that uh you know we can continue uh letting letting them let their own light shine in that regard yeah and so we nurture that with our regular bible study and devotion um we they also have their bible study groups yeah. with the families that we do Bible study groups with. So it's really good to be able to surround yourselves with, with people who, 
um, will, you know, will support you and will help you in your uh, faith journey. Um, So we're so blessed to have those people, but it really has impacted the lives of our kids. Um, We not only get to surround them with good people, but we try to surround them with the values, you know, you can have the people, but if they don't have it in their heart, that's going to be difficult too. So we constantly, constantly share with them what our journey has been, our personal journey. It's important to share our testimonies and share people testimonies on how God has changed them, God has enriched them, and how they make decisions. And and really, uh, we try to drive into their hearts and really connect with their hearts, um, you know, to be able to know the truth and learn the truth. And that's so important. You know, whether you're an athlete or not, you have to have a higher purpose for everything. And we'd like for our kids to have that. Um, you know, we want them to say, you know, I will play my best. I will do my yes, best, yeah. not just because I want to have a championship, but because I want to honor the Lord with it. And I think that is a huge motivating factor for anyone. You, you want to be honoring to the Lord with what he's given you, with the talent that he's given you. So you're going to work hard for it. So, you know, it's, it's something that we are, you know, in a journey with our kids, actually, not just as husband and wife, but as a family unit, we really just want to continue to learn more, to grow more, and to be better at this. Because I think, you know, um, as, as people, as people actually watch our families, we want them to be curious, you know, what is up with the Hezons? Yeah. Why are they like this? And we want to be able to be good models to them. So this is this is something that we try to be intentional about. We're not perfect people. No. Not at all. We're so far from it. You know, we're, we're very open about our faults with our kids, what we've gone through, what yes. our mistakes were. And I think that's how they learn uh, from it too. So we model it. We have open communication with them. And we spend a lot of quality and quantity time also with them to be able to share the truth and to share the values that the Bible has. If I can just add to that, you know, um, homeschooling is actually added to that uh, quality and quantity time because, you know, let's face facts. A lot of the craziness that we all learned in our lives, we probably learned it in school, right? But we have this this chance to have a unique uh, and, and, and big impressionist or impression, have a big impression on their lives yeah. and and when they have questions, they come to us. And one of the big things that I love asking our kids as well is, is, is there's three questions, you know, mm. it's very simple. It, it goes right to their heart. You know, I was a basketball guy, not very talented in, in a lot of ways, but people said I played with a lot of heart because I tried all the time. I was never giving up, you know, the same thing goes with, with this. I mean, you have to really go to the heart. So our questions are simple, three questions. How have I hurt you? And you let them respond. Can you forgive me? You let them respond. And then three, you know, what can I do different? How can we make this, how can we improve this? So, you know, those three questions, if, you know, whoever is watching this can ask their kids in that order, you'll see sometimes they'll bring up stuff that's like not yesterday, like we're talking like years ago. And they're like, yeah, you remember when you did this? It really hurt me and all this stuff, you know, but it's good for them to get it out for you to ask them for forgiveness and to say, Hey, let's improve. Let's, let's move forward. Let's fall forward. Super solid advice there. I really like that. Especially when you started with the role of soul searching or reflection, 
And then you mentioned finding that higher purpose and eventually finding and honoring the Lord and then integrating it into your lives and then your parenting journeys. And then how you also integrate that with your your first tip on being intentional in the process. So you mentioned having, you know, intentional activities like your Bible studies, surrounding yourself with good people, and finally asking them key questions, which, you know, it ties perfectly to my next question. So how now does this play a role in um, or with regard to this encouragement and disciplining the kids? You know, the questions that Vince asked earlier um, about processing feelings and really allowing our kids to be able to talk to us and be open about it is really important. We're able to encourage them. You know, we, we don't want to discipline them with fear. We, as we discipline them, we want them to absolutely understand that they are accepted here, that this is the key. We love them no matter what. Okay. So that's really something that you need to establish with your kids. Even if they fail, even if they win a championship, even if they don't, even if they don't become a drummer, even if they become this, become that, you love them no matter what. That's actually a key in uh, discipling to your, to your kids. Um, and we also, as we have that relationship with them, right, we're able to actually tell them, you know, that relationship that we have with one another, your relationship with God should be even stronger, should be even more connected. So you should have this relationship with the Lord where you feel the encouragement, but you're also, um, you know, you know that the Lord is watching you, that God is watching and you're accountable. So I think, um, you know, when it comes to disciplining the kids, accountability to each other because we love them, because we respect them and everything plays a huge role. We need to be able to really communicate the mistakes they've made, mistakes that we've made, um, and be able to move forward from that. So honesty is really key. It's not easy. It's something that, again, we struggle with every now and then, but it's something that at least we have in our head and we say, okay, this is what we really need to do, right? Like we called each other out yeah. just yesterday on, on some parenting issue and yeah. we had a, a discussion and brought in our son and really had a long talk about it. But that's really key in being able to connect with the boys. And I just want to encourage everybody out there, all the parents as well, because it's not easy, you know, because a lot of times, you know, your kids, your very impressionable kids might think that, oh, dad's perfect, mom's perfect. But when you start telling them, you know, we got some problems, you know, we're yeah. not, we did some things wrong, we made the wrong decisions or we reacted the wrong way, you know, you become more human to them and they're like, wow, you sort of broke the glass on that one. But you know, you just want them to realize that, you know, you're also trying your best. And you, we always, we ask the same question that they should also always be asking, like in every situation, you know, what would Jesus do? Would he be, you know, watching those things that you shouldn't be watching? And would he be talking the way certain people talk in this world? Would he be going to these places that maybe he shouldn't be um, going? You know, again, it really affects the, that uh, their behavior, because again, the vertical, relationship that they have um with with god and with jesus is, is far more important than the stuff that's really around them we're just sort of guiding them here but we're really pushing them to have that that very deep and uh you know solid uh vertical relationship with god that's great no so i like how you're both integrating your you know relationship as a family with your journey in faith and with the lord you're 
um, specifically asking your kids to be honest, as you had mentioned, and asking them, you know, what would Jesus do? Openly discussing and processing mistakes with them and, um, you know, informing them that it's never about them, but more importantly, what they had done instead. And informing them that you love them no matter what. And you're also not perfect and developing in the journey. Super solid advice for, for you know, parents, especially with kids of critical ages, the two of them being teenagers already. Right on, um, Robbie. So for everyone's information, Parenting Styles actually consists of a constellation of parental behaviors, beliefs, and attitudes displayed across, you know, a variety of parent-child interactions. Now, in the case of Hizons, their beliefs, I believe, are highly grounded on their religion. There's actually support uh, that religious beliefs and practices of families influence their approaches to parenting. So I strongly believe that the Hizons, you know, religious faithfulness or religiosity influence their behaviors on how they model to their children. So they kind of see that religion is actually a way of life that feeling ko from generations na pass on na rin yan eh, from their families as well. And parang they have this belief that their you know, parental role is actually being sanctioned by God. And they use this as actually a religious justification to support what is right and wrong for their children. And I notice also that Vince is so involved in parenting, which is, again, a testament in research that when there's paternal uh, involvement, um, the more there will be more beneficial outcomes. Usually, kasi, di ba, napapansin natin, it's really more of maternal lang yung involving, yung daddy work lang ng work. So they say that when religious fathers are more involved in a culture that will shape their values and behaviors, it will actually be more encouraging eh, for their children. So overall, may finding na um, pag both uh, parents are involved, parang mas maganda yung result in terms of um, uh, marital unions, maintaining parang less ano, separation in the family. So again, for these parents, they rely solely on family uh, behavior to shape their parenting. So again, uh, experts would actually tell us nga na pag the more na nagpa-participate rin yung mga kids sa mga uh, religious activities, it will result to better um, child health, social skills, and fewer internalization problems like yung mga depression, yung mga parang nag-worry. And um, it is actually widely accepted also that um, it will result to a more warmer parenting style, which what we can actually see in the Hizons right now. Thanks, Doc Shows, for those insights. And um, yeah, I, I, get, I concur with what Robbie said, you know, in terms of your spiritual faith, um, deeply rooted in, in God, putting, them as, putting God as the center of your lives. Um, and of course, the importance of family and, um, you know, love and acceptance not for who they are. And uh, as what Vin said, um, you know, you're only human. Um, you're supposed to make mistakes, what Billy Joel said, right? But... But yeah, I mean, um, solid learnings, um, and I'm sure the viewers are learning a lot as well. Thank you for this. Now, I'm going to try and shift over now to, you know, to sports, right? And, um, you know, I'd like to know from both of you is um, what role um, does sports play in your family, you know, as parents and in raising your kids? Big, <laughs> definitely. Um, you know, again, they know that, uh, you know, I was deeply involved with, uh, you know, basketball for many years. And, and, you know, my wife was super and still is involved with uh, so much stuff on. I, I play sports too. They see yeah. that. Yeah. And she's again, very active as well, except 
now she's kind of injured with a recovering knee injury. But anyways, um, you know, again, when it comes to sports, it, it's, it's a big deal for us because, you know, I know firsthand, you know, what it, what it takes to, to go that extra mile to see those, you know, those, you know, little gains that uh, you, you want so much because it, when it comes down to it for me, um, you know, sports is just about having some type of an edge over the other guys, you know, it could be small, whatever it may be, but you know, edge is an edge and it gives you the advantage and, you know, no way to get that, you know, for me, except hard work. You know, I always looked at myself personally as a, as a basketball player, as someone who'd never jumped the highest in the league, never ran the fastest in the league, wasn't even the best shooter in the league, but somehow I just made it all work because I just never would say to myself, I'm good enough. I can rest now. Uh, I'm going to let anybody else outwork me. I said the quite the opposite. I said, no one is going to outwork me. If you're going to shoot 400 shots, I'm going to shoot 800 shots. If you're going to be in the gym for an hour after, I'm going to be there for three hours after. I mean, that was a type of dedication and the discipline that I learned. And those are big things that, you know, sports really does, does teach people when you, when you have to really, you know, it, it, it's not like fun and games anymore. And it turns into a little bit of a job. Uh, for me, it really was a job. You, you, you tend to look at things a lot different, um, you know, again, because of the training. And I actually, because of that, I fell in love with hard work. I loved working hard. I enjoyed it. Like when some guys would come to the gym, you know, for our regular 4 p.m. practice, when they would come at 3.30, I would look at them as like, why are you late? Even though they're 30 minutes early, you know, some of us have been there since 1.30. You know, we've been there for two hours before they even arrived and we've been working on stuff and, you know, we're trying to improve. So you and, and you sort of gravitate to those people who work hard as well and who enjoy working hard and, be, and with those things, you can't help but improve and learn a lot, not just about yourself, but about the game and, and about life as well, how you can apply that later. Right. I love that you pointed that out, Vince, because really it's one way sports has been a means for us to be able to build character in our kids. He talked about hard work. We also talk about other, um, you know, other values that you can actually share with your children through sports. It's one thing to be able to um, verbalize what that character is. But when you put that into action, that's what actually sports does to you. Like, for example, um, you know, uh, for me, I, I wakeboarded cause I stopped because of my ACL, but I'm going to get back there. I'm going to get back mm. out there, but you know, I, I really worked hard to train, but you know, <laughs> even when I'm off the water, I'm, I'm, I'm studying the moves. I'm trying to do it, you know, and, and all these things. And what was I, you know, trying to teach my kids as I tell them, you know, when they ask me, mom, what are you doing? I, I told them, you know, you, you really have to put in extra work. You really have to study. It's not just a, a physical preparation that you do, but it's a mental preparation. And it's something that you owe the sport. So, you know, it's not just um, having uh, doing hard work, but having the discipline to do the extra work to be able to do that, the focus that is also needed, you know, all of those things you can explain to them. But if you're not showing them, modeling it. And at the same time, if you're not helping them go through it, that's going to be difficult. You know, Vince said that our other son, Vicente, is not into sports. He's into drumming. So we have to actually allow him to be 
fully focused on that and give him hours and hours of free time. Uh, this is yeah. why we love homeschooling, yeah. hours and hours of free time to be able to master his craft, yeah. uh, to be able to, uh, to develop uh, the skills that he needs to be a great musician, even with his singing, right? So, you know, we are teaching him the right type of values by allowing him to be exposed to that. But yes, sports does play a major role in our everyday lives. I like that answer. I mean, um, it really encompasses just what sports, what we usually think. You know, it's just about competition and it's about winning. Um, but yeah, it goes beyond that. And it's really about hard work. That's what you said, Vince, right? I mean, um, you had your weaknesses, but you worked on it, right? You always try to get an advantage and and uh, try to be the best as you can be, always giving your 100%. And um, really, it's all about being uh, building character. And, uh, of course, having the discipline to pursue whatever that passion, as, just, as like with Vicente with his drumming, and, of course, Pauli with his basketball. I mean, it's all about just giving 100, no, not even 100, 110%, right? So, um, you know, my next question is, how will you pass on these teachings to your kids, right? And, you know, for all, for all the parents out there, um, you know, the normal parents, right? Um, what is your advice to them when it comes to encouraging their kids um, to keep on pursuing their dreams? Um, you have to model. Modeling is so important, honestly. Um, it's the best teacher. Um, you, uh, your kids actually watch you. Your kids are watching closer than you think. Yes. They're looking at every single thing that you do, how you react, how you speak, and how you get up in the morning and get yourself going. Our kids are watching us. So parents, make sure that you are the right model for your children. Um, if this was a game, let's say, you need to be um, in the zone every single time for you to be able to succeed uh, in this, not game, but in parenting, right? Um, you need to also have a vision. Um, you need to have a vision for yourself as a parent. What kind of parent do you want to be? You want to be an active parent? Do you want to be a parent who's like, you know, a, a go-getter? You need to be able to have a vision because you need to be able to show your kids that visioning is important. They must have a vision also for themselves and you need to guide them as to what that vision is. So those are some of the ways that we can pass on the teachings to our kids and our advice to other parents when, when we want uh, when we want our kids to really pursue their dreams, they need to understand what that dream is and they need to know how to actually get and achieve that goal. Yeah, for me, when you, you talk about, you know, uh, what we really want to teach our kids, first of all, we want them to be active, uh, healthy kids that will turn into active, healthy adults. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really the end goal. You know, there's so many studies, I'm sure... Doc will you know, go into that you know, about, you know, the, the importance of an active lifestyle and how it affects, you know, you physically and, and mentally as well. So, you know, that's, that's first and foremost. And, um, you know, my style is very simple when it comes to, I guess you could say training. Uh, I don't really offer much. I really won't unless they ask. And then when they ask, They've opened Pandora's box and now I'm going to tell them what it is. But, um, you know, I try to give them the, the best advice I can. I try to be very um, uplifting and positive and tell them what they can do. Uh, and I just try to go from there. You know, I, I want them to one day be able to pass that on to, you know, my grandkids, their kids. Yeah. 
that same type of, um, you know, um, way. And, you know, as well as my, my wife talked about it a bit, but again, modeling, like for us, you know, it's staying active, even if I'm not playing competitive basketball anymore, um, doing a lot of, you know, basketball and uh, biking and all these other things. They see that. They're like, wow, he's doing it. And if the old man can do it, why can't I do it? Right. So again, uh, you know, you, you really lead by modeling and last, you know, words of affirmation are so very important because, um, you know, let's just face it. There's, it's a different world we live in compared to the, the time that we grew up, you know, it's just, it's just a different uh, mindset that uh, many of these kids have. And they're very um, sensitive to things that you say or, or do. Um, and you really have to just keep building them up. Um, Cause if they just listen to all the stuff that they get online, there's mm-hmm. a lot of crazy people out there saying you can't do this or you're not this, you know, they're just going to get depressed. You know, we are the ones who should have the biggest impact on them. And that is, um, you know, to be positive and to affirm them and to make sure that, you know, when you affirm them, you make them feel good about what they've done, their, their, um, their triumphs, their, you know, even sometimes in, in their certain defeats, you know, if they really improved and they've shown the effort, that's a win in so many books. So those types of things, again, words of affirmation, so important. Great, Vince. Again, uh, re- affirmation um, and acceptance, um, I think that's very important for viewers out there. Um, also, again, the importance of being a role model, right? And, and just being there for them. And, you know, Patricia, I like, I like what you said about, you know, having a vision. Um, and it just makes it all come back. It's just like a, it's like a plan. It could be like a marketing plan, a strat plan. Everything has a vision, right? A vision, a mission, and, and the challenges, and then your solution on how to approach it. So I think um, yeah, it, it just works out. And, you know, it, I just learned out myself right now, realizing what you said, and uh, I hope the viewers too. So great, great insights. Truly appreciated of this. And uh, can't wait. Um, Doc, what's, what's, what are your inputs on this one? I agree with that, Rel. So listening to Patricia and Vince, I ad- really admire how big of a role sports have in developing character. However, Positive character development, I believe, does not inherently happen solely because of sport. I really, you know, commend uh, at the amount of time the Hezons are devoting in teaching and encouraging their kids to develop positive character through sports. As with any athletic skill, positive character can be taught and it needs to be practiced more than just once. Diba? In a game, parang, say a team run display once, we don't assume that they will be able to do it in the week's game. So this, uh, the same goes for character development. It must be talked about and practiced at every single opportunity. Again, this is where role of modeling comes in handy. I really like how Patricia and Vince understand what they value. And using these personal values, it creates a standard on how to work with their children, right? So, you know, their children are very well-rounded with their core values. Then they will understand really character development. And which is parang daily endeavor na to them, okay? So again, it all boils down to modeling. So you really cannot expect a child to display more positive behaviors than an adult who has never demonstrated these actions. So again, athletes learn from watching others, asking questions from their experiences. So Vince and Patricia are truly taking it to heart on taking on the responsibility of demonstrating positive athletic development 
and through character development. Kudos, guys. Thanks for that, Doc. So we've learned so much from, from what the Heasons have shared so far with us today. And, you know, Patricia and Vince, if you were to summarize, what can we learn from your journey so far on how to raise a champion? So for us, how to raise a champion, in raising a champion, you have to really be intentional and you have to develop that intimate relationship with the children because the greater the relationship or the more intimate the relationship, the greater the influence that you have on your children. So for those parents who are not able to be able to dig deep in that department with their kids, it's something that you really need to work on. And next, you got to really help them to have a vision for their, their own lives and, and future. You know, it's got to be a proactive one. I mean, if you're going to aim low, you're probably going to get nothing much. But if you aim for the, the, you know, they say the stars, you might just get the, the sky, you know, those types of things. If you aim high, good things are bound to happen. And it, you just have to, you know, really um, have that goal figure out a way to try to make a, a roadmap to get there and then just mm -hmm. go for it. And of course, Vince always says this, active kids turn into active adults. It's so important, parents, to get your kids doing something, moving. Um, and Vince always tells me this, if you're not going to use it, you're going to lose it. So yes. it's really important for us to be able to prepare activities for our kids, be intentional about these things, because as they move, as they have sports activities, even exercises, even just a jog around the village, a bike around the village when available or when it's, it's possible, you know, it really makes them learn about the world, learn about themselves. They're able to push themselves further. Oh, they learn more about themselves. They learn about their limits and, and so many things. So there's so many great things that happen when you keep, keep your kids active and the impact will be all the way till there. There you have it. The Heathen's top three tips on how to raise a champion. Allow me to recap of what we've gotten from what you've shared so far. So first is be intentional and develop an intimate relationship with your kids. So the Heathen's emphasize knowing what their children like and supporting their strength, modeling behavior and adjusting the approach based on their needs. And tip number two, help them have a vision for their lives and future. So faith plays a big role in the Heathen's parenting journey as they guide their children and make decisions as a family. Practicing their faith allows them to constantly reflect, to have a higher sense of purpose, and to keep them grounded. And it provides them with a healthy environment, uh, being surrounded with good people, and being mindful of the values that are rooted in faith. And tip number three, get your child into sports because active kids turn into active adults. The Heathens emphasize how sports allows you to put into action the values that build character, having the focus and discipline to put in the extra work to make yourself a better person. So now it's time for our segment that we call Crunch Dad. All right, Patricia and Vince, uh, we're going to throw you some questions and you're going to have to answer them as fast as you can. So there's no need to explain unless we can't help but least. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> you have to say the name out loud, all right? Um, okay, first question. Who is most likely to skip training? 
None. <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> anything. Okay, here's one. Who is the more competitive athlete? Vince. I hate oh. losing. I hate, really don't like it at all. <laughs> okay, next. Who is most likely to get injured? Shy. Patricia. Me. <laughs> Who is the more talented athlete? She knows how to dance. I don't know how to dance. Oh, you have different <laughs> abilities. Uh, that was at Wasabi. <laughs> different <laughs> story altogether. <laughs> All right. Who is most likely to get jealous over something silly? Patricia. Who is most likely to forget an anniversary? Vince. No. <laughs> it's hard, huh? Because we got married January 1st. So, I don't know. Okay. Who is most likely to prepare a romantic date? Patricia! <laughs> <laughs> Who's most likely to win every argument? Patricia! <laughs> Claiming it. Yeah. Who is most likely to miss their partner? Vince. No, Patricia, Patricia, for sure. Who is most likely to yell at their partner? Vince! <laughs> okay, who is most likely to say I love you first? Vince! Guilty. He said it first. <laughs> okay, who's most likely to be the stage parent? Patricia! Um. Who is most likely to be the parent coach? Vince. Vince. Yeah. <laughs> for me also. Who is most likely to make up cute nicknames for their kids? Patricia. <laughs> Who is most likely to spoil the kids? Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Who's most likely to discipline the kids? Uh, both. Yeah, both, both. All right. What is your family motto? Uh, we wrote that before. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So honor the Lord with what you do in life. Yeah. All your heart. All your strength. <laughs> all your soul. There you go. All right. That, what a great way to end our crunch time. So thank you so much, Vince and Patricia, for sharing your experience and time with us and for being super, super game to answer our questions today. And so now we've come to the end of the episode for our final messages. Doc Shobes, Relly, and Robbie, let's share with our teammates what we have in store for them in our next episodes. Thank you, Vince and Patricia. I really enjoyed this episode. So once again, I'd like to invite everyone uh, with our upcoming Congress entitled Quarantine, working together during times of crisis and beyond. So this is for all parents, teachers, and uh, children advocates. So for us to be able to know how to manage our kids during the times of uh, the pandemic. See you again next week. Thanks, Doc. Um, there you have it, folks. On behalf of the Gold Diggers, I would like to thank you and, of course, the Hezons for joining us tonight. Um, please do share your thoughts with us on our Facebook page and tag the Gold Diggers PH. Or you can post or comment on our video uploads on Facebook and YouTube. 
We really love to hear from you guys. Again, our FB page is the Gold Diggers PH. If you haven't liked it or followed us, click that button and continue to dig with us. Tune in next week and catch our fourth episode on Raising a Champion as we feature this time the running expert, influencer, and organizer, Mr. Rio de la Cruz, who will be joined by his wife, Nicole. Got any questions for Rio and Nicole? Hit us up on our Facebook page. See you guys. Good night. Robbie? Thank you, Relly. So lots of great tips and examples shared here tonight by Vince and Patricia. And we really see the passion that you mutually have for sports, for your faith, and most especially for parenting. Your mutual sports-filled life and parenting journey so far is one to emulate. And we thank you so much for the time, the wisdom, the experience that you shared with us and the rest of our listeners. So thanks to you guys. There's a lot we can learn from sports and especially in raising a champion. So thank you. Thank you so much. Teammates, uh, check out our inaugural Sports Events Essentials episodes that we've posted on our social media pages, which is part of our ambitious mission of helping uplift and progress Philippine sports by providing training and support through the Gold Diggers' podcasts and coming soon, our learning series. Please check out our Facebook page for more details on the Sports Events Essentials virtual learning sessions and see how you can participate in that program. Now, lastly, once again, let's continue our fundraising for our advocacy pitch and PH. Please continue helping out our fellow Filipinos who are in most need. Please follow our Facebook for more details on how you too can learn how to pitch in for PH. Finally, over to the couple of the hour, Vince and Patricia, your final message for the episode, please. Really are just so encouraged also by other great parents. This is not something that, um, you know, we uh, came up with. There are a lot of principles that we shared with you that also came from other parents that came before us. But honestly, um, you know, we may be champions in our sports on the field of play and competition, but being a parent is a whole different ballgame. We didn't train to be a parent. We didn't practice to be a parent. We didn't compete to be the best parent. I hope you're not competing, but we are here trying to raise champions, champions who will overcome not just competitions in sports that they will eventually be part of, but champions in life where they will be wonderful individuals who love, respect, help, and uplift others and who will truly honor the Lord in their life journey. Yeah, I just want to say once again, thank you to uh, Gold Diggers for inviting us here. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I think we've learned more from you guys than you have from us. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what parenting is. Um, it's continual learning. That's what being an athlete is. It's continually learning and trying to add something new to your game. And as parents, we always want to add something to our game. So uh, I just want to, you know, just encourage everybody. I'll pray for all of you. Uh, you can reach us on our social media if you want to contact us directly. I think we have all have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram here. So go ahead and, and give us a shout out if you want to, you know, connect with us and, uh, you know, just let us know how we can pray for you. And I, I think that together uh, we can raise, um, you know, champions of our kids. You know, it does take a village. It's not just a, a, a one uh, man island. You really need everybody to, to, to make uh, your kids the best that they can possibly be. So uh, I just pray for you and I hope uh, all the best for Gold Diggers and a uh, bright and successful future. God bless. Again, we're very grateful to have you with us today and for helping make this episode another gold mine of knowledge. So we hope 
everyone else enjoyed this episode with Patricia and Vince. He's on on how to raise a champion. And that ends our session for today. Catch you on the next episode of the Gold Diggers. Remember to dream, dig in, and win. See you and take care.